Um, so the um, this is this is a genuinely Lamarcia question in the sense that a couple actually came to me with this issue um, and asked whether if they had a child this way would they um, right would they be uh, would, would if they had a daughter this way which should be Muterat Lakuna. Um, and I said that I thought that it would be, that I would be perfectly comfortable issuing a hector, um, um, even l'chatchila, but I have to write the truva. So this is the attempt to write the truva to, uh, to back up um, what I said. So I, I do have a little bit of ego involved in it. Um, so right, so there's, that, there's that, you can be a little bit gentle if you want. On the other hand, it's someone else's life, not mine. So you should, um, so you should be, you know, take don't, don't let don't let poor arguments go if they won't uh, they won't go anywhere. Um, the intent is that this will um, be sent to Batedin that are actually involved in this, um, and, uh, and I have informed some Batedin that this is coming, and we'll see if it. Um, so it has to convince them as well. Um, so I'll try and be as transparent as uh, as transparent as I can, um, and but because we don't, you know, you haven't had six weeks to do the current in advance. So obviously, right, there, there, there are challenges um, in terms of doing it exactly the same way. Okay, so right, so our case is, right, to keep it clear, right, there's a, um, there's a Jewish father, there's a Jewish host mother, and there's a non-Jewish egg. Uh, I don't think that, um, I don't think that the marital condition of the Jewish, of the Jewish mother and father matter at all. So, right, so as far, as far as we're concerned, it might as well just be a sperm donor and random and right and, 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 and random surrogate. I don't think it matters that much. Um, although we'll assume, because it makes life a little bit easier, that the presumption is that the child will be raised by the Jewish, uh, right, by the Jewish, by the Jewish sperm donor and, uh, and host mother. Okay, so I want to first uh, introduce a notion which I think will hopefully will be helpful in lots of cases, which is the idea of background radiation. Um, so background radiation to me is sort of like is the are the things in the halachic background that I can't affect at all. And whatever argument I make, they're getting, it's going to come out the same way. And so I may have very strong feelings about it one way or the other, um, but it doesn't matter to me at all in the context of this truva because I have no hope of changing anyone else's mind by the result of, as a result of the arguments that we make here. And I'll give you, you know, a straightforward example when it came up to the beta that I served on. Uh, you know, a question of whether we needed to convert the child. And so one of us on the Beit held it was obvious the egg mother was the mother. And one of us on the Beit held it was obvious that the, that the birth mother was the mother. And one of us held it was obvious it was a suffix. And that basically gave you the, the outcome that happens in all Batidi now, which is that we treat it as a suffix and we do great gear, or we require gear one way or the other. Now, you probably remember that I, you know, I, I tend to think that there are lots of cases where suffix is worse than any other outcome. Um, right, it'd be better to flip a coin and come up with an answer than to just leave it as a suffix. But the reality is that in these cases, I have to treat the question of whether it's the ug mother or the or the or the or the uh, birth mother, or if you want to, you know, or both, or uh, right, or that actually it's it's the um, if you at some point we come with it with a way that allows the 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 shifts to be much later in much later in in the, in the cycle. Right, that will have to distinguish between the nutritional mother, or whatever, right, the developmental mother and the, right, the gestational mother, right, the gestational mother and the participative mother, as opposed to the genetic mother. I have to assume that the outcome for all of those will be suffix, will be gear, gear that I have to treat as me suffix because I'm trying to deal with the whole community. And as far as the whole community is addressed, there are some people who hold this way, some people that way. The best you can do is suffix. Okay, so that's background radiation. 
Um, there are a bunch of other issues that have to be treated as background radiations. Right? So there's a machlogus in the Gemara that we're not going to go into in depth at all, right? Whether we hold uber yerachimo or uber lav yerachimo, right? Whether the fetus is part of the mother's body or not. Obviously, saying it's part of the mother's body is a crude device. It doesn't, for example, tell you that the question of abortion is only a question of right? Of self-wounding, right? Right. So to say it's part of the body is complicated. We're going to assume for now that it means it's part of the body that is currently in, because it doesn't make so much sense to say that it's part of a body that it's not currently attached to, either it's genetically related. Um, but we're also going to assume that the question of whether it's the egg mother or the partitrative mother or the birth mother, even though there are reasonable ways to connect to one position or the each position to one side of the uber yerachim uber lav we're going to assume that a heter lichatchila has to work according to both positions. Okay, so I can't, right, so I'm starting off with the assumption there's a suffix, which I really have to treat as a vada the other way for our purposes, right, because that's, it's irrelevant to me. So I have to come up with a way of allowing this case, even if you hold that the genetic mother is the halachic mother, and therefore that uh, our presumption is that the resultant fetus is not Jewish. Right, that's a big challenge, right, right, a heterolacolian for a fetus that, right, that if born as is, we would treat as not true. And the simple outcome, you know, right, which is we're about to dinner now, which makes a lot of sense, is if you have a suffix urit and a urit is a surlacoin, so then you have a suffix, right, you have a suffix surlacoin, and that may require means you can't be matured lechatzfil. Okay, there are lots of other background radiation things uh, we can come up with, and I put this on page one of the source uh, sheet. So when you have a case of somebody right, who might be a Surla Cohen. So we have all sorts of, of ways of trying to possible the Kahuna. That's one way of doing it. Right? We can say that the that all Kahuna nowadays are only Kahuna Chazaka. We can try and find a way to turn the mother into a Kalala. Uh, we can try and claim that the family tradition of Kahuna is not really is not really a tradition of Kahuna. And you know, in the extreme version of Moshe's claim that if it passed that if it passed through a um, if it passed through a, a non a there are no, there's no chain of Shomer Shabbos testimony that you're recalling, so then we don't have to treat it um, that way. And there are real cases, you have a case where somebody really fell off a horse and was a coin when they when they recovered from the concussion, had not been previous. Um, okay, right, sometimes you can really, sometimes the family tradition is really genu is genuinely questionable. Um, but all those are libidievit heterum. Right, so it's right, and the purpose of this, where I'm trying to write something So this is a right. So all those things, they can lower the stakes in the background. Right, you say, okay, you're giving heterlichatchila, and if somebody disagrees with you, so there are lots of ways in which, if somebody acted based on my lichatchila heter, that nothing terrible would happen because everybody else would be moderate with the evidence anyway. But um, but yeah, that that would be gaming the system. It's not going to be. You can't make the argument that way, really, and it's not relevant to the, to the intellectual structure of the argument um, I want to make. A couple of other background irradiation issues also that again, that I'm, I'm going to take as given, but this is a, these, some of these may be a little bit different in that some of the arguments I may make may work according to one of these, but not the other. But I think it's right, once we're in that stage, we can say, okay, look, you know what? we're trying to match the chafila. Here's a set of arguments. Some of them work according to this position, some of them work according to that, it may work out that way. I'm going to try not to make any arguments um, explicitly that way, 
but I'm open, but it's possible that some of my arguments may depend on that. So one, so among the issues one has to have as background are, does gear cut on work the rice at all? Uh, right, because there's a position in Tosfa that um, that gear cut and can't work the rice at all is only draw button. But then Tosfa tries to fit those, uh, tries to fit all those in backwards. Um, and then there's the the question of even even that's so. So maybe that doesn't apply to fetal conversion. Maybe fetal conversion works the rice even if um, right, even if um, even if child conversion generally doesn't work the rice. And then there's a mechanism for it. Is the mechanism for it we call zachin. And then within Zachin, um, is Zachin actually a, fun, a part of Shlichus or is Zachin not a part of Shlichus? And there again, maybe we can distinguish between um, child conversion and fetal conversion. And maybe we can distinguish between the Rice and the Rabbanon on, on, on all those levels. Probably my life is easier, everyone's life is easier if in any argument that depends on a conversion, you assume that the conversion works the Rice. Um, but I'm not going to make that claim explicitly, and most of my arguments won't depend, I think, on the validity of conversion at all. Um, and I think it's a, wor a workable assumption that any time we say that, some, that, the, that a gear is only Durabanan, we have some kind of mechanism for making it have all the effects of a Deiraisa, which is essentially what Tosis is trying to do, right? Tosis says, right, Durabanan, but hang on a second, Durabanan, but we allow child marriage, but we allow truma, we allow all sorts of things like that. So Tosis, we so you find some kind of mechanism, worst comes to worst, um, we say, and we solve all those problems, but that's messy. So I just want to be aware of that, right? Be aware of that background, that that's a that's potential, um, potential messiness. Um, okay, so let's take a look actually um, at, the, um, at some of the sources for putting the, the, background, uh, the background radiation issues uh, up. Um, so we look at page two, right? Because I just I think it's valuable to have seen some of these macaroni, even though um, even though it's not going to matter to us directly in that way. So you have a Gemara in Yavama stuff Ein Chet, where Rava says that if a non-Jewish woman converts while pregnant, so her son does not require her tefillah. Right? The Gemara says, why not? Um, right? Isn't this right? Shouldn't this still be a um, a right? Right? Shouldn't this still be a chasitza deoraisa? So how is the fetus being? Immersed, right? So it's certain, right? Regardless of whether you think independently conversion could work, but how does the immersion work specifically? And the answer is that there's no, right? There's no chatzitza for a, um, there's no chatzitza for the Uber because the Uber is in its place of growth. Now that might be the same thing as Uber Yerachimo, or it might not be the same thing as being Uber Yerachimo, right? Being your place of growth is not the same as being part of. And to say that it doesn't require tzvila, it doesn't solve the problem, uh, which turns into Machlokas Rishonim that we'll see about whether, when, if it's a boy, does, right? Um, so if this were a conversion, so then the boy hasn't had mila yet. So it might be, right, that it works, but it doesn't mean the child is born Jewish. Uh, right now, that might, that might make life easier if, um, thank you, Eliana, sorry. I'll, I'll go let people in, <laughs> um, if I can figure out how. Um, one sec. There we go. Uh, you know what? I, I think what I'll do is I will um, make you the co, the co-host, so you can uh, let people in afterwards. Um, okay. Uh, do I know how to do that? Apparently, I don't know how to do that. Okay. So just warn me. Warn me if somebody else comes in, please. 
<laughs> I see there were a few people, so obviously I didn't let somebody, obviously there's somebody I didn't let in. Um, ah, here we are. You are now co-host, Eliana. I authorize you to let anyone in, anyone that you so choose. Uh, try not to let your power get your power go to your head. Um, okay. So, um, and okay, here is the link to the source sheet in case there are any people. Um, that should also you should put the sort you should put the source sheet in the chat and everybody who comes in because otherwise they won't be able to see it. Okay. So, um, right. So the um, so right. So the question here is right. So a right a um, granted that granted that the immersion works. Does the immersion work according according to the vision of Uber Yerachimo, or uh, only according to Uber Yerachimo, or even if you hold Uber Lavi uh, even if it works for both, does it work for both in the same way? And is the outcome that the child is born Jewish? How do you do that if the child is male and hasn't had and has and hasn't had Mila yet? Or is the outcome? Um, right, is there a difference between the outcome for boys uh, for boy, for boys and girls? All those sorts of issues. Um, come up, and um, okay, and you can see that there's a difference between the Mahlogos, Rashi, and Tosfos on this um, straightforwardly, uh, where um, where Tosfos says that Tosfos says, "Hang on a sec here. Um, why are you trying to bring a proof from Rava about the issue of Uber Yerachim, which the Gemara is doing? Uber holds Uber, Rava holds Uber Yerachim, so it's easy to connect it." And Tosfos' answer is, "We're trying to explain this Gemara, even according to the position Uber Lav Yerachim." Right, so if we're trying to make Rava's claim here work according to Uber Lavi Yerachima, which means that Shani Uber, the Heiner according to Tostos, is an explanation of how the Sugi works according to the position Uber Lavi Yerachima. That's Rabbi Yochanan's position. Right? Whereas Rava himself may very well have meant Uber Yerachima. And according to Rashi, this line, Shani Uber, so Rashi doesn't do Tostos' engagement. Rashi just says that we're, that, that Heiner just gets rid of the Hasidic problem. So it sounds like Rashi is. He doesn't think we need anything fancy, and Rashi thinks this works even according to that. This explanation works is according to the person Uber Yerachima. Okay, so right, so sorry, I keep getting that, that flash thing. Um, okay, so that right, so you can see how this sugya, uh, right, ties into everything we're doing. You don't, we don't need to know anything more about it at this stage, although the question of whether the, the fetus emerges according to a um, according um, emerges already Jewish in some sense or not will become very important at the end of the show. Okay. Um, this. Uh, okay. So now here we deeper into the background of radiation, right? And you can see, right, that this trip would have to be, you know, a semester long if we if we dealt with all those issues in depth. But again, I'm going to assume all these are non are all these are fixed points that I can't do anything about. Even if I have, again, you know, because some people have positions one way, some people have positions the other way. No argument is going to move people enough. So one question is, is a Giorit forbidden to, granted that there is an Isra Giorit coin, and there's no way out of that, there's a, right, that, that's pretty, you know, universal, there's some kind of Isra, or at least some kind of Giorit to, right, to a coin. So is, do we include it under the category zona, or do we not include it under the category zone? Um, even if you include it under the category zona, so, um, right, so there are, you can develop multiple categories of zona, and you can claim that it does it because there's some kind of intrinsic notion, you can do it do it because there's some kind of presumption, um, right? You can say, no, it's only limited to cases where there actually is a presumption of some kind of sexual act. Uh, the sexual act is not prostitution or, right, or sleeping around. It's, right, it's, it's having intercourse with somebody whom you could not halakhically marry. Right? That's the line that's going to matter in the end, right? The Bila Znut doesn't really mean that. As we'll, we'll see in the Gemara, it means Bila with somebody you couldn't marry. It doesn't matter whether you're actually married to them. 
but just be aware that's a background issue, um, right? And then a second issue which can be connected doesn't have to be doesn't have to be uh, connected is whether the issue is the Raisa or the Rabbanan. Because you can you can say it is Zona, but it's an extension of the Daraisa category. You can say it's part of the Daraisa category. And within that, you have the question is what happens if it's halakhically tautological that the um, that the Gerard is a, is a virgin, namely she's under three that she converts when she's under three years old. So there's right, there's no halakhic sex under three years old. Or there's some kind of halakhic demonstration that uh, right that it's not right. You know, imagine you have two witnesses that she never left the room right from the time she from the time she was born, even right, never even let down her hair, whatever it may be. Right, so there's no way that no way that anybody could have gotten into the tower. Um, okay, does that right? Then the question right, and this is really important for us is, does that answer change if the conversion is prior to birth as opposed to after birth? Well, I was going to connect our whole question of whether what happens if you immerse during pregnancy is a conversion or not. Okay, and that can also function on the Raisa or the Rabbanon level. So I'm going to say up front, I'm willing to assume if necessary, but I'm hoping it's not necessary, uh, one of two things. Either that for any convert who is demonstrably halakhically a basula, there cannot be a Raisa issue that has to be the Rabbanon. Uh, or else, even if you want to claim that there is some way of saying that there is a basula who is nonetheless ushered, um, nonetheless ushered Deoraisa, that the prohibition ha- can't be defined by the Pasuk of Zona, it has to be defined by the Pasuk in Yecheskel, which says, Ki basula mizera beis Yisrael. Right, so there's no independent history that goes beyond that possibility which we to quote as the parameters of the as the parameters of the um, of the of the Isra zona. So I'm willing to say that if need be that there's just there's no way that you can make the category zona apply to versions without bringing in the passage from the which says which says Basula. Because zona doesn't mean that. Okay, um, right. In other words, right, any version of Gerrit or Basula Gerrit, right, who satisfies the criteria of Basula Mizara Beis Yisrael is permitted, although I'm open to the possibility, the whole question of what the status of Divrei Kabbalah is, is going to be, right, what the Pasuk in is, is that the Raisa the Rabbanon somewhere in between. Maybe people will interpret the Pasuk in a way that makes it Nasmachta so that it includes both the Raisas and the Rabbanans. All that is open to me. The only thing that I'm, that I'm willing to exclude if I have to is if somebody wanted to make a claim that no, per se, anyone who is has the status of Gyorit is the is a surah Gyoraisa because there's no Pasuk to do. The only Pasuk that does that is the Pasuk in Okay. Okay. Um, so right, so you can see, for example, that Rashi seems to say that it's really, that it has to, but most of it runs on a, on a presumption. Um, the Gyorit, right, the Viat Akum Be'evet Psala, Right, so that seems to suggest that the reason that Gerard is a surah is because of a presumption of Bias Akum. Uh, right, whereas Tosus comes up, and here I should say, right, Deborah says, you know, we need to do the Ramadan moment it's early this year, right? We just say, right, try Givalt, right? Right, we shouldn't say things that that's stereotypical, uh, you know, even though there are lots of ways of saying it doesn't really mean that. Um, but or, you know, or worse, right? You know, only doesn't apply. Only what do we do about cultures where it doesn't apply? All sorts of things, all, all sorts of things like that. Um, so there's a lot of things we'll have to try to develop about here, which I'm going to try and be outside at the outset to save time. Uh, the issue whether you can be outside things, be outside trying to develop early that way or not. Um, but Tosa seems to take the position that there's some kind of intrinsic 
intrinsic iser, so maybe that applies even to women who are logically uh, who are logically besulos, right? The Svetosis outcome is Gyorit, Gyorit, the Shaykh Bakicha Vichil, a Sermishum Zona, Afal Gab Delizinsa. Okay, Svetosis seems to be willing to extend it to um, questions how far will he go, but he's willing to extend it to cases where there's no, uh, where, the, right, where there's no intercourse at all. Um, you can see that the Rambam include, right, includes everything under Zona, but there's a Machlokas, which we won't go into, background radiation about whether the Rambam thinks that, because the Rambam calls the Isra Giyore Zona, does he mean that's Deoraisa? Or does he actually, is it all Deoraban, Ravelio Abergil, the head of the Yerushalayim, Beitin, published a tshuva uh, earlier this year, I think it was, maybe earlier last year, in which he, he paskin that the Rambam held that it's completely Deoraban, um, whereas the Ravid says that uh, you're wrong, it doesn't come from Zona at all, it only comes from Basulas, it comes from the Pasuk in Yecheskel, Basulas Zara, Beis Yisrael, um, right, and we can again we can mix and match. We can mix and match those positions. Uh, the Shudarashba just there uh, as part of our Shrine Gavel. The Shudarashba says, "What on earth are you talking about? Right? How can you possibly call somebody a zona who never, <laughs> uh, whatever? Right? This is this ridiculous. Whatever we go, we really going to presume that under all under three year olds everywhere in the world, right? Is, uh, right? You know, right? So the, the Rashba does all those, all those, um, all those issues, and we can again. It's not mattered us. I just put it there because you should know it exists. Okay." That's the end of the uh, all what are called all the background radiation issues. Uh, are there any questions about that before we go further? Um, you you yes. said that you, you want to assume that Rashi um, that Rashi assumes that the answer of the Gemara is that is based on Uber Yerachimo. I think that Rashi thinks the answer of the Gemara is, is according to Uber Yerachimo, and Tosis thinks not. I don't need to assume that. I just pointed it out to you. I don't care about which way Rashi holds that. Okay, I don't know. I just I, I happen I while I was like curious, so I looked up. You know, Ritva says like even though we pass in love, Yerachimo, it's still not a chetitza. Maybe Rashi meant that because all he says. Okay, is, I'm, I'm open to that. That's yeah. fine. I was just trying to show that there is that position that way. If you want to hold it, Rashi is not that enough enough. Okay. Okay. Uh, good. Other questions. Okay, no, but feel free because I'm probably going to be sharing. Yeah, I can't see all of you, so feel free to unmute and say I have a question if questions come up. Um, and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to start taking taking stands now, which so far all I've been doing is trying to explain all the issues. I'm not taking a stand. Um, okay. Uh, oh. Okay, so here we get to the um, to the first. Issue that right the first the first um, figure that's going to really matter to uh, to us right we're on page four right? um, okay so you have um, two brothers twins twins and their and their gerim or evan mishukra we're going to avoid the whole question relationship of the evan mishukra and ger right now um, so they don't do chalisa and they don't and they don't do yibum. And then Mishum Okay, so it's weird to assume that right that the right all that matters to us right is uh, the Rashi who says right here we try Gavalt again if you want, which is great. I want to try Gavalt, but time the Achvimina Av Beinan the Ger in Lasher Av the Rachmana Achkereg Hizera Behim. All right, whatever you want to do. Right, Zeramatsu seems Ramatam. Right, that's that's up there with Shufezima as things that may cause you issues and should. Um, but what matters to us is that the reason it doesn't work is because even though they're brothers, this requires relationships through the father and they have no relationship with the father and the line relation that doesn't have a relationship with the father, we really don't care very much about the uh, invidious comparisons. What we care about is Rahmana Afkari, because Afkari, 
right, that it requires a specific Torah intervention to say that they don't have a father. Right? That, right, as a, right, what about if they convert in the womb together? Right? Again, we're still twins, presumably. Um, right, so how can you have two twins, both of them are Rasenshlobidusha, probably, right, presumably it's part of the same pregnancy. Right, so if, right, so if they convert in the womb, so then they're still related to their, through their mother, they share a mother, but not a father. Right, that obviously raises issues in terms of the question, hang on a sec, but if they converted, and we say that Gershon, Gershon, Miskai, they shouldn't be related to the mother either. So something about conversion in utero uh, is different than conversion, than conversion afterwards. We don't know exactly what it is yet. Um, but in terms of the father, it makes no difference at all, which seems to suggest that the um, breach what, that the breach with the father happens at the time of conversion in the womb. Um, sorry. Yes. Um, is this is um not the uh, pregnancy example, but the first example where they yeah. were gerim or mashuharim? Is there is their lack of relation a function of passing through giur and changing their status, or when they were not Jewish beforehand, did they also halachically lack those familial relationships? We should assume, I think, here because I think I think that's basically correct that for all. For whatever purposes it matters, non-Jews, right? That non-Jews are related to each other biologically, and yeah. So until they converted, not right. And that's in a sense what right. That's what the next Gemara is trying to do, right? Amar Rava, Rava says, Don't say right. As opposed to those of the Rava says, don't say it's the And therefore, we don't know who the father is. Right? It's not a question that we don't trust parentage among non-Jews. We do trust parentage among non-Jews. It's just halakhically we break the parentage. Right? That's the purpose of Rubba's statement. And his proof of it is, look, if they're twins, and he's not worried about, you know, we network, we, you know, we could say, no, maybe they're twins, but they were fertilized, but they were fertilized separately, right? You always, you know, and the Gavar doesn't say he's identical twins. He doesn't care about that. He says, no, look, they're two brothers. And two brothers we know are like this, just one, it's one drop of semen. And nonetheless, lochols from lobiabmin, Right, so right, so Rabbi says, really, we do trust parentage. Right, they are related to each other. The only thing is, there's halachic, there's halachic claim which we assume comes into play. After Lazare means it's after Lazare when the zera becomes becomes Jewish. Okay, I think that's a reasonable um, thing. Okay, but then we're going to get into a Rashi which raises issues that I that I'm going to come back to. At the at the end, so I want to raise that issue. Um, want to raise that issue very, uh, right, very directly now. Um, the um, right, so you have a Gerit right who is converted in the womb. That's the standard case, right? Only case you could have for now. Um, right, so he's related to his mother, not his father. That's what we expect. And Rashi says, why? Because Yibam comes from the father. They have no father because they're because we right again give out, but we treat right, we treat the non-Jewish father as um, right as not being related. So the problem with this is if the reason that they have no relationship with their father is that they converted, and we say, 
So then this line of Rashi is wholly irrelevant. Whether the father is Jewish or non-Jewish, they have no father. Right, so this line right, raises the question, what, according to Rashi, it sounds like if you have a Jewish father, uh, uh, right, a, a Jewish male who impregnates a non-Jewish female, and she converts while pregnant, that there's Yibum. Because you're still related, right? Because you're still because the only reason you're not related to the father is in the case of the non-Jew, is there a mystery kibahima? So is that a plausible outcome or not? I want to right here, here I do have a stake, so I want to I want to raise the issue there early. Yes. Is, is it possible, sorry, is it possible that Rashi is just for some reason completely discounting the possibility that we're dealing with a case of a Jewish father? Yeah, it's possible, but not clear why. Right, yeah. That's right. Right. If, if, it's, if the outcome is impossible, right, you have to decide what you're willing to go. If the, if the outcome is impossible, um, right, so that, uh, right, so then, um, right, so then you have to say, okay, we have to make it a kimpa. But if the outcome is, if, but you know, the alternative is to say, well, you know, no, I don't think the outcome is impossible. And so, and then certainly the push-up shot is that uh, that it should work. Okay, but most of you probably work on, you know, on the assumption that the outcome is impossible because one of the things we have drilled into us, the very early halachic education, is ger, uh, right, is ger uh, shenis right? That's right. That's the right. So that's why you have, right, you might feel, you might feel compelled to go through all these. Uh, to go to create no kimta to resolve. Okay, um, so I'm just raising this in Rashi, but I'm you know I'm being I'm being uh, frank that this is going to this is going to be an issue that um, much of the shear is tied up with. Okay, so now let us go right to the right to the heart of our issue, which is the machloket about um, what sort according to the pasuk in Yecheskel, what sort of giurit is a surilakom. Because in the case that we're dealing with, right, there's no question that we could convert the infant long before she turns three years old. Right, so we're going to deal with the presumption, right, that we can, our case, at worst, our case is a case of a, right, of a Giorit uh, who is halachically a Basula. So let's try to figure out what the parameter, right, and, uh, what the parameters of that are, I and mean, I was arguing that that means that at worst it's an is right. It can't it, if it doesn't fit into the category they took in the It can't be right. It can't be derisive. Okay, so here's the mother. So you have a Mishnah which is a very oddly structured Mishnah, um, but it starts talking about the right. It tells you that halalus, which right, the other is the uh, standard of the coin, is um, is transmiss transmissible through the masculine line. And the Rabbi says that the daughter of a of a male ger is like the daughter of a male chalal. Rabbi Yaakov says that no, the daughter of right. So the key, the key thing that you have to deal with here, this ties back to Josh's question. In this Mishnah, we're not. There are no non-Jews. Okay. In this Mishnah, the question is, right? The question is whether uh, what we have are converts. And Jews who are not halachically people who are halachically considered kahal gerim, and people who are halachically considered um, kahal Israel as opposed to gerim, right? And this again, any introduction of this, you know, is a geval trying thing because then we have Torah chad yelachem v'leger, right? But we also have kuna and kuna mes, right? When we play and kuna creates hierarchies in places where 
um, you know, we have to figure out how we deal with that regardless. So, but just the background you have to know for this Mishnah is that right, there are no there are no non-Jews here at all, um, at least prima facie. We're only talking about uh, whether there are people people who are not halachically considered kahal Um So Rabbi Yaakov says Yisrael shenasugirut bitok bitok sheri lakuna v'ger shenas the bas Yisrael bitok sheri bitok sheri lakuna. So this is a dangerous line. I should take Israel. But here, Israel means not as opposed to Jewish, but I mean as opposed to somebody whose heritage is completely um, converts. And Rabbi Yossi says, And the Roshim Baruchai has another position which says that Okay, the Mishnah is very, very difficult to read. So for our purposes, what matters out of the Mishnah is the summary the Gemara gives. Now the Gemara claims that the outcome of this is a four-way machloket about what it takes to make um, to make a woman k'sheri l'kuna in terms of heritage um, from converts. Rabbi Savar, to understand Rabbi Yudah's statement, bas ger zachar kibas chalil zachar, to mean ad is kol zera, ad is kol zera mi'isra. You have, um, right, so that means that you have to, let's say, at least have the father, maybe you need both, but for the way we're going to understand it's probably, it's probably the father, has to be a Jew who, right, um, who doesn't, who isn't purely, who isn't part of Calgary. Okay, let's, let's define it that way. But Lezer ben Yaakov's, right, and this is all brushes in the Pasuk of Ki'im B'Sulos Mizera Beis Yisrael. We're going to leave aside all the challenges, right, you know that the Basula only is for Kohen Gadol, right? That's, those are all challenges we're going to ignore, right? Somehow we make this Basgini Cheskel apply to all Kohanim and not just the Kohen Gadol. How that happens is not a issue. Um, so Rita says, Adi is Kol Zera Mistral. Let's assume that means the father. Which means either the father or the mother. You have to have one parent who is not part of Kahalgerim. Rabbi Yossi Savar, Misha Nizra Ubi Israel. Rabbi says, nope, it's not a din in the parents. You can have, right, and that, is, that is clear in the Mishnah. You can have a ger shenasa girit, and the child is still, is still k'sheri l'kuna. But according to Rashi, we put in the criteria is, mishin is rubi yisrael, shetahe horasa bikdusha. Okay, so, so right, so the two positions that are going to matter most to us are Rabbi Yosef Yaakov holds that you need one parent who is not considered to be part of Kahal Gerim. And Rabbi Yossi says, you can have both parents, but according to Rashi, Nizru Israel means you still need Horasa Bikdush. Right. So if you have two Gerim and right and one right and the pregnancy of the pregnancy happens before the woman converts. So the pregnancy happens, the pregnancy happens um, before right before the woman converts. So then the child is still Psul Lakuna. Because right, Nizru Israel means it has to write that the um, that the pregnancy has to, right, has to follow the conversion. Roshim Bar Yochai says, no, Mishin Israel Ubisola Bisrael. It doesn't, we don't even require that. Um, and we learned that Nizru Ubisola Bisrael, according to Roshim Bar Yochai, just means she has to convert before she's three years old. Okay, so for a machloket, one person says the father has to be non gear Jewish. Rabbi Lezer Yaakov says either the father or the mother has to be non gear Jewish. Rabbi Yossi says it doesn't matter whether the, wait, what, what the parents are, what you need is the what you need is the pregnancy happening in right 
pregnancy happening um, inside a already an already converted woman doesn't know what happens. What happens if the father is not Jewish? We don't know. Um, he doesn't say. He doesn't talk about a case where it's only right where it's where where where, where, where there's only one parent Jewish. Rishon Bar Yochai says it doesn't matter at all what happened before, and all that matters is the time of the conversion. Okay. Rav Nuna Mishmei Ula says halachik Rabbiosi, the Chena Marav of Rachan halachik Rabbiosi, but Umiyom Shachara Beisamikdash Naguk Wanim Silsul Baatzman Kerabiliyazer Ben Yaakov. Okay. Simple pshat here is that Rabbiosi clearly is a is a kula, and Eliezer Ben Yaakov is a um, right is a chumra. Um, but it doesn't have to be that way. You could say that the the baseline halacha is you only need to be choshesh for, for Rabbi Yossi, and the Kohen Rabbi Yossi also lots, but they're also choshesh for Abelaz Rabbi Yossi. Um, okay, so, we don't, so the language per se doesn't tell you what the relationship between those positions is. All we know is that there has to be some some way in which Abelaz Rabbi Yossi is more machmir than Rabbi Yossi. Okay, and Rabbi Yossi comes out, and this is the way it writes, says, Amr so the outcome of this silsil is if you if at least if the coin comes to ask the Shiloh, we don't know what happens if the woman comes to ask the Shiloh because the woman has no silsil baatsman, may just be dinakwanim. That's a whole general question of whether you can distinguish between the Isra of the coin or the Isra of the woman to the coin. Uh, I talked about that on the uh Rav Moshe Art of Sak podcast recently, right? About whether you can say uh, right the classic case, what happens if a woman knows that according to the facts, if her husband believes them, she would be a Surah Lekohen. Um, is she a Surah Lekohen herself or not? Or maybe she's not a Surah Lekohen, it's only a Surah Lekohen if the husband, right? um, once the husband believes her and she has no obligation to tell the husband because there's no Easter until he believes her. Because right? she has no Easter per se. Uh, okay, so but we're going to bracket that here. It doesn't matter to us, what matters right, is we're going to assume for our case that the Shiloh is being asked by the Kohen. Although, you know, if I want to if you know, for my for my stack, I could say, look, you know, I can tell you that you're mutarat lechatfila, and just don't tell the coin, right? And then everything's great, and that'll be the time he finds out. Right? We can do that, but I don't want to do. That. All right, that seems to be like cheating. Uh, we could also say that we, you know, there are extreme positions in which you might um, say, well, even though this gemara says this, but we really paskin like Roshim Bar Yochai, um, but and because there's a difference between this the kind of bidyevid mentioned the gemara, right, which is uh, right nasa. And there's Shasat Chak, and maybe Shasat Chak can be worse than Nasa in some cases, even though in practice we have moved right, Bidyevid back through a weird reading of a Shudvar Yoshua. We, we treat um, nowadays Bidyevid in most quantum cases as emotionally attached, even though they have no halachic connection. Uh, right? We treat that as Bidyevid. And all the Rabbanans basically in Israkuna are Bidyevid like this. So the stakes, Bidyevid, are often not as high as, as they might be. Uh, but not everybody paskins that way, not every case is that way, and I want to come up with the head of So those are all background, background radiation also. Okay. But the question is, do we necessarily paskin like Rashi's claim that Mish and Israel, that Rabiosi, right, who's the baseline halacha, do we paskin like Rashi's claim that that excludes Harasa Bektusha? Because we could say, no. Why do we say Mish and Israel means Harasa Bektusha? Maybe it means birth. Right? So the Rama also leads that way. Rama says, right, implying that if it's not if it's not if it's not that she's right that again the Israel applies even Bidyevit. Um now all this appears to be against the Yerushalmi because the Yerushalmi doesn't say 
if it doesn't explain it as Nizru, the Yerushalmi says explicitly, Ad And that sounds cool, like we're talking about birth and not, uh, right, not Harasa Biktusha. Uh, so I think, although lots of lots of Chronim uh, spend their time trying to figure out how Rashi fits into Yerushalmi, I think the point of Rashi is Afka that he knows about the Yerushalmi, he's rejecting it. Um, and therefore, the fact that there's such a Yerushalmi, so you have to decide what the weight of it is. Uh, right, I, I think that you know, the answer is that for whatever reason, uh, Rashi doesn't think that the maybe just the language of our Gemara, right? Right, language of our Gemara doesn't right, Nizru is serious, doesn't sound like Yivaldu. So Rashi reads the Bavli as explicitly rejecting the Yerushalmi. Um, so on a Lechatchila level, there's um, right, there's no question that um, that we have to end up paskening just right, and about Yerushalmi ends up anyway paskening. Like but the Yushalmi agrees with the Bible that we pass him like Rabbi Yossi, Bidiyevit, and Rabbi Lezer Ben Yaakov Lechatchila. And I don't think there's any way to avoid saying that the, that Lechatchila, you have to pass him that um, Rabbi Yossi's Bidiyevit position include, right, excludes Harasa Shalobik Tusha. And if we want to head to Lechatchila, we have to find a way to say that our case, all right, so then we have to understand where we're going. We want a heter for a woman who is born. Right, who at least at the moment of conception, it, right, it has it comes from a non-Jewish egg, according to the position that the egg mother is the mother. We want that to work even according to Rabbi Ben Yaakov, who requires one of the parents to be right, one of the parents to be Jewish, which is problematic because if you start off not Jewish, the Torah you have to be converted. If you have to be converted, that should break your relationship to your Jewish father. So you shouldn't right, so it shouldn't be possible. Right, so what we're trying to do is right is something that looks prima facie impossible, right? Because you can't the relation of the mother doesn't help because we explicitly exclude Arasa Shlobik Dusha as excluded, um, right? Relation to the father shouldn't be able to exist, and yet we want to enter the Chafila. So that's right. So now you now you know that right. We set our task as a challenging one, and now we're going to try and make it happen. Okay, so here's right, so here's our first uh, first stage. Um, here we have to do cheshbon, which is always complicated to pull off. Uh, just be aware we're going to do right. Be very complicated cheshbon. We stop being conceptual for the moment. Uh, okay, granting right that we rule like Rabbi Yaakov with Chila and Rabbi Yosi right? Meaning that you can't. Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai's position is irrelevant on a luchatchila level. You can say that Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai is all right is correct deoraisa. That doesn't help us any. We want to right. We want to head there, not a, not just an iser Um Okay, and granting that Rabbi Yossi's position excludes the rest of Shlobik Dusha, so saying that we treat this case as, right, it, it, so let's say, we, let's say we, we, solve, we say, let's solve your problem, Rebecca Clapper, we'll just have the mother go to mikveh. So let's assume that works, that the mother, goes to go, the mother going to mikveh works to convert the child, even, right, which is a problem, because maybe it doesn't, because maybe it only works with Rabbi Yerachimo, and maybe since the child, right, she's not the genetic mother, maybe it's not Rabbi Yerachimo, right? so, but let's suppose, let's suppose we could make it work. It's not going to help any because she's still a Rasa Shlobik Dusha. Right? So the only way we can solve it is what if we can construct a case that is Sad Echad Yisrael and Harasa Shlobik Dusha Blidasa Dusha. So the question is, right, can we say in such a case that Rebelezer bin Yaakov, uh, right, do we say that Rebelezer bin Yaakov uh, said, assumes Harasa Blidasa and requires Sad Echad in addition? Well, right, well, Biosi requires a Rasul Dasa no matter what. So they both agree that this case is Tula, right? That's right, suppose we construct this case, right? What will they both hold? So can we can we say that they both hold it's Tula? 
Right? Is that a reasonable, reasonable outcome? The only machlokas between them is what if it's a relatively dasa, but no tzad echad? So that's where Rabbi Yossi is mekil, and Rabbi Yossi is machmir. But as long as it's harasa shalobikdusha, everybody agrees she is psula, and then lichora we are right. If that were, if that is the correct reading of the Mishnah, then our task is hopeless. Right? Because right, nothing. Uh, right, as long as we treat the cases of Rasha Shlobidusha, which is hard to, for now, it's hard to imagine how we could say that our cases of Rasha Bikdusha, since at the time she becomes pregnant, she is from a non Jewish egg and, and the, right, and that makes her not Jewish. Okay. So, Rabbi Zev Litka, the really interesting figure who Rabbi Reese highly, work Rabbi Reese highly recommended to me, uh, and I've been corresponding to him about this, but he hasn't responded to my last email where I sent my arguments out. Uh, right, so he has a chuva. And which he right, he he wants to deal with the question of um, what happens if you have a right, a Jewish father and a uh, right and a, and a a, um, a non Jewish um, non Jewish mother who converts while pregnant. So he writes that that's his case, right? Basically, right, basically our case. It's uh, right there. There's a just we don't know. We can call it Sadechad Bisrael. It's a standard case of a Rasha where both parents are Jewish. The only thing he's adding in here, right, is that what he means by Jew here is non-gear, right? So that gets you inside. So he wants to be clear that the, the father would be a tzadach of Israel. So if you could, if you can find a way to connect this fetus to the father, then we have a case of tzadach of Israel. That's a rasa shalobikdusha. Shabbatki says that the literary sense of the passage is the Rabbi Yossi must be more mekil than Rabbi than than Rabbi, than Rabbi Yaakov. Right. Um, rather than offering an alternate criterion, the result is right. Because what he thinks that means is that Rabbi Yossi must always be more makeable than Rabbi Elazar ben Yaakov. Right? That's his reading of the sugya. Not just that there is a case where Rabbi Elazar ben Yaakov, where Rabbi Yossi is more makeable, but that there is no case in which Rabbi Elazar ben Yaakov, Rabbi Yossi is more machmir. Okay. So he says the meaning of that is. That Rabbi Yossi must be leaning to the case of Sadechad, but not uh, but not Harasa Biktusha. And if Rabbi Yossi must be leaning in that case, then Rabbi Yossi Yaakov is not leaning in that case. Sorry, Rabbi Yossi must also be leaning in that case. So that assumes that we already know what the answer is for Rabbi Yossi Yaakov. Right? He assumes that we know that Rabbi Yossi Yaakov must not require Harasa Biktusha. Biktusha. And on the assumption that Rabbi Yossi Yaakov must not require that, the Rabbi Yossi must also not require it. Must also not require it. But who says he's right? Maybe Rabbi Elazar Yaakov requires both. So the answer to that is, but hang on a sec, Rabbi Elazar Yaakov only has one pasuk. And, right, and if we assume that everybody, so you really have to make two assumptions, right? What he says is, if you assume that everybody only gets one, cri one criterion out of the pasuk, then Rabbi Elazar Yaakov can only require a tzadachat, and if Rabbi Elazar ben Yaakov can only require Tzadecha and Rabbi Yossi can never be more machir than Rabbi Elazar ben Yaakov, then it turns out that Rabbi Yossi also has to agree that um, right that Tzadecha Yisrael and Rosh Hashanah is um, right is kasher. Now the thing is that um, Rabbi Litke is really only interested in the Bidyevet Hetter, so his focus is on finding out what Rabbi Yossi holds. Right, so, his, right, so he wants to say, I can. Right, it, it seems to me that if I make this assumption, that Rabbi, right, that the structure of the Gemara implies that Rabbi Yossi 
is never machmir in a case where Blazer ben Yaakov is mekel. And then you make one other assumption, right? So there, right, that Blazer ben Yaakov the Blazer ben Yaakov is mekil in the case of Arasa Shlobitusha as long as it's Tzadach al-Bisrael. So then Rabbi Yossi is also mekil in that case. Okay, let's assume that he's right. Or that there are a lot of assumptions built in structurally into the Gemara. Right, into that, basically the assumption, the major assumption is Rabbi Blazer ben Yaakov's criteria of Tzadach al-Bisrael cannot halachically require Horasa uh, Bilidasa Bikdusha. But, he says, good, just because it can't require halachically, but maybe it can require it practically. There is no case of Tzadach Abisrael, which is, right, which is a Rasa Shalom because any case of Rasa Shalom Bikdusha, right, is a Gerard, and Gerard is, and Gerard, and Gerard, and Gerard, and Gerard, and Gerard, so there is no case, right? So it's a really interesting theoretical construction. You can see why I thought that I would like him, right? Because he's trying to prove the existence of a hypothetical before, he, right? He's trying to prove what the halacha would be in a hypothetical before he shows that the hypothetical is plausible, right? So what he says is, you could come up with a case, which was and I think the Rabbi Yossi would have to say that that case was Mutter. Even the Rabbi Yossi's criteria is Either Rabiosi apparently only gets one criteria, and that criteria is right, you watch where it gets flippy, right? Because Rabiosi only gets one criteria also, right? His criteria is Harasa Lidasa Bikdusha. So how can he be matter this? So somehow, right, Rabiosi is gonna have to agree that whatever he wants out of Horasa Lidasa Bikdusha, that is also satisfied by Sada Khajisro. I am not, it's it's clever and it's ingenious. I am not at all convinced that this is a winning argument. But what matters to me is that now Rebilicki says, okay, now that I've established this theoretical possibility to my satisfaction, now I have to try and prove that there is such a case. Now, is, there, right, is it possible for there to be such a case? And remember, that's where we need to go, right? We need to come up with a case, right? If somebody who is, the right, Radiag is not Jewish, becomes Jewish, and yet is Mutter which means that it has to be Tzadach of Yisrael. So if Rebilicki can construct his case, even if we don't necessarily buy his argument in the Mishnah, we'll have to figure out a different argument in the Mishnah, he will get us somewhere towards where we want to be. So here's what he says. All right, so he says, but he's, actually, but he's where he says, he says, you know what? Even if I were to come up with this argument, right? He says, it would still not work l'halacha because what I just said, my hypothetical, my hypothetical must be wrong. Okay, why must my hypothetical be wrong? So the answer is because there's a beit so let's watch the Bishop, right? So the Shulchan Aruch quotes what looks like the, or the, the Mishnah of Gemara. Ger shenasa gira the old abat, lo shenasa the chasifa, afel pisha rasavli dasa b'kdusha. Okay, that's, that is poskening like Rabbi Yossi. Vim nisei l'kawain, lo teitzei, right? Still like, still like Rabbi Yossi. Vim yeshba tzarechat shel Yisrael, kigon ger shenasa Yisrael, so Yisrael shenasa gira, and abat muter l'kawain l'chatchila, right? So we poskening like Rosa ben Yaakov l'chatchila, and Rabbi Yossi, and Rabbi Yossi b'diavit. Right, no hints of anything of anything um, changing around here. On this debate, Shmuel writes as follows. Right? They don't think that Rabbi Yossi only requires and his B'diavid applies even if not. No, his requirement of is even B'diavid. Good, right? That's nice and nachmer. That's what we expected. Then there's a tangent which isn't, doesn't matter to us uh, now. And the end he says, so Rebilicki says, uh-oh, even my hypothetical is wrong. Because Vishwal says so. Vishwal says, 
you still need harassment to adjust the Bikdusha. So we're a mess, right? So now we have what we have is a, a bad argument, or at least an unconvincing argument about a hypothetical case, which probably doesn't exist, which is rejected, which is any case rejected by the Bechmol. Okay, not great progress towards our, uh, right, towards our, um, you might think we can get a little bit of help. Bechmol actually exists in two editions, you should know this. Um, really, it wasn't very popular in the first edition of teams, but it became radically popular when he came out with the second edition, which he wrote with the committee. Um, but the second edition rewrites the first edition in ways that it's often very hard to read the Bechmol and you can understand what happened more if you look at the, the two editions together. Um, and the, the, second, the first edition is available on Hebrew books, and it's also Machon, the Machon Dvora um, edition of the Shulchan Aruch printed in back, Bechmol Madura Kama. Uh, when I first discovered, I was all excited. I was writing Hill Levetsky on uh, on Alatoria. You need to put out the first edition of H. Will. It changes everything. And then discovered the Mechon Vera did. Um, anyway, here it doesn't seem very exciting, right? Just but what they just they just left out this tangent, and all this was left. Well, the first edition didn't have this tangent. This tangent is a part of the second edition. And for some reason, in the first edition, this last line was in parentheses, and um, and and right, and, and they took the parentheses out. Okay, so either way, it looks to us it looks to Rabbi that the uh, Bechmol is um, rejecting our case. But the only problem is, hang on a sec. If our case doesn't exist, how can the Bechmol reject it? Remember, we had two issues, right? One is, right, one is, right, in this hypothetical imaginary case, where you could have Sadaqa Bistral and Harasa Shalom Bikdusha, what would the halacha be? Now, if the Bechmol says, I know what the halacha is in that case, you must believe there's such a case. So how can there be such a case? So right, the the Ostra Poskim right quotes a a true of Beit Moshe, um, which um, which says, "What's the case? What's he talking about?" Right? I don't understand what Bishmol is doing at all. That's a really good kasha, right? So now we so now we have a heter, so to speak, to construct the case, right? Because Bishmol had such a case, uh, right? Now Rabbi Litke is going to have to by saying, "You know what?" And in the end, what Bishmol means here is only according to Rabbi Ben Yaakov that Haras right, but according to Rabbi, but according to Rabbi Yossi, Right, we don't. Right, we're not going to say this, and Rabbi Yossi is going to agree that Sadeh of Israel is actually Mutzar B'Diavad, and that gets Rabbi Litki where he wants to go. Doesn't get me where I want to go because I want to have to look at This makes things worse. But all that matters, Rabbi Litki goes through all this argument. In the end, right, what he says is there must, even according to the Beit Shmuel, we now we now know that there must be a case of Sadeh of Israel. That's a Rasa Shlomik What could that case be? Rabbi Litki comes up with a fiducia of Shemesh Here's Rosh Hashanah Shkafsis. Oh, it seems to me this is perfect. There's a whole long essay, and of course shows up both in the uh, both in the Kriyshu Shemesh Shkaf uh, in um, and uh, in Kriyshu Hashlichos and in the one on Ksuba. The order is slightly different, so you can you know you can parse it as to which came first. Not my issue. Oh, nearly the Gambi Israel Habal Anochri Shavlad Kimot. Even in a case a patrilineal case, ordinary patrilineal case, Shazed Dafka Machmas Haleda. That's only because of the birth. But if she converts right while she's pregnant, good our case. Right? So then he becomes he becomes Jewish through the birth. The child becomes Jewish through the birth. So a patrilineal becomes a um, Patrilineal becomes absolutely Jewish. 
Now, how can that be? Um, because the removal of the Jewish father only happens at birth. And at birth, what is there to remove the Jewish father? At birth, the mother is Jewish. Right, because the pasuk of kiyasir, which is what right, which is what tells us that the child is not Jewish. Kiyasir doesn't mean when she becomes pregnant. Kiyasir means when the child is born. And to say uber means that the mother makes the child not Jewish the moment of pregnancy. Gemara never says anything like that. The Gemara just says the pasuk of kiyasir. Okay, so the outcome of it, right, the, the, right, the happy outcome here is that uh, a patrilineal child um, is related to their Jewish father. A patrilineal horasah child is related to their Jewish father even after birth. Tarechem Yisrael. Life is good. Okay, now... Is the, that's a crazy idea. Whenever you hear that, so the answer is we saw that in this right in that Rashi. Remember, we asked you the question, right? Rashi, right? Why does Rashi say the Zera Mitzvah? Right? The answer is because the father is not Jewish. Because the father is Jewish, it's not true. They have a father. In the case of twins, and they would have to do Yibum. Right? In case anybody say, well, you know, that maybe right? right it's, I think the Levush noticed this because the Levush goes out of his way and says, no, not not because of. Of, of Zeramitri Kivahemas because of Nisra Shalobikdusha. Right? So, so Lulish understands that Rashi is dangerous and goes out of his way to tell you it's not so. So, okay, we have to pass him against the Lulish. We're passing like Rashi against the Lulish. Now, so terrible. Right? There are a lot of other places where Rashi seems to say that. Right? So, here, here is roughly the same case. And Rashi says, then there's no fatherhood. Right? So, what does Rashi require? It requires that the father at the moment of pregnancy was not Jewish yet. Otherwise, why does he save the Valima? Because the father, right? If, if right, they converted previously, then the father is related. Okay, right? And why? Right? The law Barnachalud, Bizera, Mitri, Rechman, Afkari, right? So again, it has to be because the father's not Jewish all the way through. Okay, right? Um, right, another case by Tamar. Right? Tamar is, right? Tamar, Achod of Shalom, Basifas, Torhaisa, Demar, right? She says, don't worry, we'll be permitted. Um, right, how could she be permitted because she's right when she's a sister? Right, meaning that if she converted before she gave birth while she's pregnant, then Tamar would be related to her brother. Okay, right, so you have a whole series, right, a whole series of, um, right, this, here's another rush, here's another rush which seems to say the same thing, um, right, um. So we don't know who the father is, but right, but if the right, um, but if we knew who the father was, right, so you have a whole series of cases which seem to make it very clear that Rashi holds that a patrilineal Horasa is still related to the father. And we have a case of we have a case of um that's Horasa Shalobikdusha. And now Rabbi Litki said that only works, that only Rabbi Yossi is, um, 
still thinks it's us, sir. We can talk about that now. We've got our case. In Rashimishka. And Rush. The only problem is that um, it's not going to work for me. Why? Because Rashimishka says very clearly that all this works. Why? Because Nasa Yisrael, Al Yadeh That means who's the mother? The birth mother. That doesn't help me at all because I need to come up with a head there that works even according to the people who hold the egg mother is, is the mother. So the way Rashi Mishkab learns, Rashi holds like Rashi holds like the position that the birth mother is the birth mother, right? the birth mother is the mother and not the egg mother. Great, but I said that's background radiation. So proving that Rashi holds that way is no big deal at all. Doesn't move, right? Doesn't move the doesn't move the needle. So it looks like even though Ravlitki has found me Rashimishkap, and Rashimishkap has found the case that I want, it doesn't help us at all the halacha because right, we need that because right, all it's done is show that case exists according to the person who says that um, according to the person who says that um, that uh, that that the birth mother is a mother, but uh, it doesn't work according to the position that says that the egg mother is a mother, and that's what I need. Okay, bother, bother. Um, okay. Also, Rashimishkap doesn't think this in the end doesn't think this is true. Halacha, maybe, because the end Rashimishkap says, "Can I nearly anius dati This is what I would have said, except I saw the Magid Mishnah who says the other way. Who says that right that there is no. Right, that there is no, that there is no parentage. Uh, now, what's his case? What's the Maganisha? The Maganisha it deals with the case of right of of induced miscarriage, right? So, right, so again, with all the implications for all the shrayin given all of them, the implications for abortion, whatever it may be, right? You know that the right the, the default setting in the Torah is that if you induce miscarriage, that what, the monetary payment goes to the Baal. All right, and the Maganisha the Maganisha says. That um, in a case, um, so right. So if the right, if the woman was, if the father is Jewish, right? The father is Jewish, right? It's the case. right? But the assumption is the father is Jewish, right? So right, uh, but she converts while she's pregnant, right? It's exactly our case. She gets the right. The mother gets the money and not the father. Why not the father? Says the Magid Mishnah. If um, right, if the um, if the uh, right, if the father is really related to the uh, right, 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 right. If the fathers, if we really hold that patrilineals to Rastrosh are related to their father, so this should be a case where the father gets the money. Rastrosh says I'm wrong. Rabbi says no, you're not wrong. It's just a machlokus Rashi and Rambam. Um, which doesn't help me any, right? And Rilke says, look, if I can prove it to you, right? Actually, this machlokas in Rashi and Rambam turns into machlokas, machaber and Ramah. Machaber paskins like the, machaber paskins like the Rambam, right? Made by the right? But the Eshel, right? Dim bala kayim, harayin shabal. Rilke says, you're right, you, Rabbi Shemeshkab, you gave up way too early because obviously the position the Ramah is quoting, who says that the father does get the money, how could the father get the money, right? How Rasa Shalabikisha. So Fakert, right? Fakert says, right, says Rilke, Rishimishka, Rishimishka, you're right. It's just that you're the position of Rashi against the Rambam. 
And now we can make everything fit well and say, you know what, Rashi holds that it's the birth mother and the Ramam holds that it's the, that it's the egg mother. And everything ties in neatly together, except it doesn't help us at all because we need, right, we need to say this according to, right, according to the mission, it says, uh, where it says that it's the egg mother. So I think the Magad Mishnah has not such a proof at all. Uh, because why don't we just say that, you know what, that the, the, issue, um, the issue that comes up is, totally, right, is generally a question about who gets the, who gets the, um, who gets the children at birth uh, or after birth. So if the kid, right, um, I don't know if it helps so much. It's still, still, not so, still not so great. Um, still not so great because in the case, according to Rosh Hashanah, if the uh, right, according to Rosh Hashanah, right, in a patrilineal case, the father should right, the father should get the child also, right? They're still related. Right, so it's not so great. Except we can do the one thing. So let us let's hold um, let's hold let's hold let's hold it um, this way. Uh, do I need to, you know? No, let's leave it at that. Right. So right now, it doesn't get us very far, right? Because um, Roshimishkaf says it, Roshimishkaf Lakora, even if we line Roshimishkaf according to Rashi, that's his position still only works according to the uh, right according to the Shita that um, that the that the uh, the birth mother is the mother. We need something that works according to the Shita that the egg mother is that the egg mother is the mother. And Roshimishkaf, even he's not so confident that he's right. Um, because of the Magi Mishnah, but and our only solution to the Magi Mishnah so far is to say all those positions line up again, and so we're still stuck. We don't have a position we want. Okay, but there is somebody who took a much more radical position than Rebliki. Um, Rebliki doesn't mention, and I think he doesn't mention for a very clear reason, and that's the position of Rebazil. Rebazil takes the position as follows. Rebazil says, there is Israel, uh, from everything, we, he's dealing with the question of, of standards for conversion. And he says, right, uh, we've learned that, uh, right, we've learned that Beitin, that a non-Jewish who comes by himself or brought by his mother, Beitin should convert them. And we keep, they're Jewish so long as they stay, they stay intact, they, that they, they keep their Jewishness, right, they're like any Gerkata. If you're dealing with a patrilineal child and the father brings in the convert, Shebezin is kakim l'geruso, because that the Beitian wish or it has to convert him, we assume the Afogav Shemikra Even though we hold that the kid is not Jewish, Eno Yote Michal Zera Yisrael. He's still Zera Yisrael. Right? So this is the position of Amsalim. Rav Amsalim made famous recently that that Tashlinils are still Zera Yisrael even though they're not Jewish, and therefore we have to convert. Uh, when I first saw this truth, I said, okay, very nice. But the language Zera Yisrael is interesting. Zera Yisrael sounds like it's echoing the Pasuk in Nechaskel. Sounds like it's echoing the Gemara about that. But when the first Shuvah of Azil I saw, which is in Mishpate Azil, uh, when I actually had this case, I didn't know about the one in, in uh, Piske Azil, didn't mention the connection. But now look at what he does. He says, And he quotes our Gemara. He says, the only machlokis is if you have a non-Jewish, if you have a male convert, and right, and a Jewish mother. So that's a machlokis. Rabbi says, Rabbi says the Jewish mother isn't enough. Only Rabbi Yaakov says that, right? Or the extreme, right? Right? Maybe it's enough. But you don't need any parents. Avali says the different kol v'neiu b'nos Yisrael shenol tu mehenachris kriim zera mi Yisrael. 
Okay, so Israel says, you don't even need conversion in the womb. Right, that any patrilineal, once they convert, is Tarechad Misro. Okay, so now we go way more radical. Right, he holds, right, he, he, right, he, he, right, he goes way beyond Reliki, right, he forgets the Beit Shmuel, forget, right, right, forget, uh, right, uh, forget the, the question of the question of only being Bidyevid, lift, right, he's, he holds, right, that Lichat Chila, Lonech Lukuatanayim, all right, about that, El Divri Akol, Bnei Ubenos Yisrael, Shanol Bameen Afris, Kriyam Zeri Yisrael, for these purposes. Okay, he says, I have a Raya. Raya Ledavar Midam Rinan, Umizarachalo Titain Lavir Lamola. What does that mean? Be Israel Habala Kutit Vaholi that Ben Imena Bena Katsabedaber, Alamata, that Bena Bamina Nachris, Nikra Zarash Yisrael, the Overlav Mishum Mizarachalo Titain Lavir Lamola. Okay, he would be better off not bringing the Raya. Because that's not what the Gemara, Laniyas Dati, Mechilas Torah, that's not what the Gemara means at all. The Gemara says is that there is a shita that the pasuk Mizarachalo Sitein Lavir Lamolech means that intermarriage is prohibited. Means don't don't have intercourse with a non-Jewish woman because that will be the Mavir Zarachalamola. Rabazil, in a way that I think neither before nor since anybody's ever learned it, claims that it's coming, the Pasuk is coming to teach you that a uh, right that a patrilineal you that you're violating patrilineal if you bring your patrilineal child to Molo. Uh, like how you get that out of the Pasuk, Mizaracha, I guess you're gonna claim Mizaracha means even if it's not Zara that's considered Jewish, right? I, I don't know how he does it. To my knowledge, nobody has ever learned the Gemara that way before him or after him. And uh, yeah. Okay, so that right, that's what he says. Um so Let's assume right now the reason that Rabbi Liki, I think, doesn't cite it is because Shravazil is out. Uh, Rabbi Arizivatovsky has an article about these issues in which he has a footnote saying that I talked to Rabbi Yona Reese. Rabbi Yona Reese said, Yeah, we don't really take Rabbi so I wouldn't quote Rabbi basically about saying that. So quoting Rabbi in the Tuba is probably the wrong way to go. Practically, if I want to have to look up Hila, even if I think it might be true. And the answer is no, not really, because like this Raya is, is wild. Uh, right, I don't think I don't think right the right is well, but here's my question. Let's assume that we think Ravazil is not correct, meaning we assume that the in the standard case of a patrilineal daughter who converts after birth, there is no relationship to the father. But is he wrong about the machlokis tanaim? Right, he says what he what he claims about the machlokis tanaim is. Right as, opposed, right, as opposed to Rabbi Litke, what he says is everybody agrees that if you can construct a case, which is Sad Echad be Yisrael, then Harasa Shlobik Dusha is irrelevant. Now that doesn't seem to me obviously wrong. That just says, you know what? Everybody derives their own criterion from the, their own criterion from the, from the Mishnah, but the Mishnah has to be in order. And so the outcome is everybody right there, right there, that everybody has to agree that everybody agrees Rabbi Rabbi Yaakov is enough. And the only focus is whether Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi, Yossi, Rabbi Yossi is also enough. Right. So A, we should know that somebody went way out of, right? Somebody actually, right? So we have two cases now where people have constructed a position of Tzad Echad Bisro, even though it's not a rust of 
even says it, even though he's even not Leidasa Biktusha. The only problem is that the, that Rav Litki's construction of Shimon Shkav only works if you say it's the um, if you say it's it's the birth mother, and Ramaziel is just probably not true, and even if it were true, nobody would care. And then the background, right? Right? Ramaziel just ignores the Beit Shmuel, and Rabbi Litki says the best you can do with the Beit Shmuel is to say that is to say that it only works to Diavid. Um, and that seems plausible, right? That seems plausible because the Torah, whatever case you come up with, that's going to be the case the Beit Shmuel is talking about, right? So we're in a right? The Beit Shmuel, we have a kash on the Beit Shmuel. How can he say that this case that you require her Israel? Okay, as soon as we come up with a case, the answer will be, oh yeah, that's what the Beit Shmuel was talking about. So we can't, we won't be able to come up with hetero because any case you come up with, only one person will ever have addressed it. And that person is the bitch mole. All right, so we still haven't gotten where we need to go. All right, we still haven't come. We still haven't come. Um, uh, right, we right. We've shown that there are people who construct such a case, but we haven't found a case that works that where that's true, where that would be so according to the, in a plausible way, according to the person who holds, uh, who holds that the egg mother is the mother, and in the end, the bitch mole still stands in our way, so we have not found it. Okay, so, but let's say, right, let's, let's just go and say, you know what, is it at all plausible for anybody really to hold, right, in principle, right, could Revaziel be right? Maybe he's wrong about the specific case, but in principle, is he right about this case of Sadechad Bisro and a conversion, right, because Revaziel has a radical claim, right, there really is a conversion, right, Rav Shemesh got basically got out of it by saying there isn't a conversion. But what right? But Ravizil said no. There was a conversion, and yet, even though there's a conversion, there's no, there's no right. That doesn't break the relationship with the father. Is that plausible at all? We have any cases where there's really a conversion, and yet the and yet there is a um, relationship with the parents. So the answer is yes. The answer is there is a position of uh, of Rashi. Uh, Rashi seems to hold that a matrilineal requires conversion. But a matrilineal post-conversion is still related to the mother. Okay, so we're, right, we're not right. Whether Rashi really holds that or not is an interesting question. There's a lot of evidence that Rashi holds that way. But I'm going to show you, right, Rav Chaim Ozer, right, um, the, uh, right, the Achiezer says, uh, right. So he's dealing with his Tasha on Rashi. How, how can Rashi? How can Rashi say the things he says? Okay, so Chaim Ozer holds that matrilineal, con that according to Rashi, who holds that matrilineals require conversion, that conversion does not break the relationship with the mother. Okay, so we have a case of a conversion after birth. 
that um, doesn't break relationships. You have to ask yourselves why. Right? That's a really great question. You have to ask yourself if there really is such a case. Uh, but there, it's really hard to say there is such a case. Like here's, here's a bunch of Rashi's, right? Kevan, right? Kevan de Imo right? That's natural. That's natural case. Um, Rashi says, right? The, the, the bigger case there. Rashi, in any number of cases, has the category where he says the the controlling noun is gear, and the and the um, and the qualifier is imo meistro. How can you have a gerish imo meistro? So the answer is you can have a gerish imo meistro if you require a fractional is required conversion. So for our purposes, um, there is a model that Chaim Ozer quotes, and Rashi's position, by the way, is still quoted halacha as a kula, as a sniff kula by contemporary posting. Uh, right, if you want to get out of Mamzerus cases, right, in some way, some way. Right, because of the way that you learn that sugya, right, it's a way out of Mamzerus. Maybe the conversion gets rid of Mamzerus in some way, even though, right, all sorts of, right, all sorts of ways in which it shows up as an extreme kula in some cases. So Rabazil is not necessarily absurd in principle. It just has no evidence for his claim, and it seems like, you know, against everything we know about, right, about, about it. Rav goes to town against, um, against the, Against Ravazil, he's right. He says, "In Eitzad Yisrael, lo shayach kan klal. They don't bat me a chesed or av. Lo have zarli niyibum. Vezera Yisrael who rakish or rasul v'dasu v'kedusha. Avaz shayach tadecha b'Yisrael. Avopan v'zeh lavavia who klal." Right. So he goes back. He says, "I don't know what, I don't know what we're talking about." Right. In Ravazil, that's completely out of bounds. So then he says, "Hang on a sec." But there's this Beit Shmuel. If I'm right, what's the Beit Shmuel talking about? Okay, and he has to come up with a right with a you know with a uh, with a right in the end of the day he says the end right right sort of after Shekavanasa al Nakri Shabal Basisro Lamanda Amar Dablad Sarah Kiris is maybe what the Bishmul is coming to do is to exclude that sheet of Rashi. Um right that right that that's a, that would right but you know that even that in that case, even though it's Sarah Bisro. But right, but right, maybe, but maybe that would be a case that you would think Lozer Binyako comes up with, and so the Beishmul comes to exclude that. So that, you know that'd be very nice if I want to support the claim that Rashi is really an important piece of halacha, but it's hard to believe the Beishmul is coming to exclude that case, um, just like it's hard to believe that the Beishmul is coming to exclude Rebazil's case. But we're still left with it, right? Because right, because look, I came up with a case, and as soon as I come up with a case, the Beishmul says. Ah, that must be what, sorry, the Ravazino said, the Herzog says, that must be the case that the Bishmo is coming to exclude. At the end of the day, right, uh, right, and, and again, he, he ends up saying it's obvious, it's obvious to him that, that um, Ravazino is wrong in the, in the Tanaim also. There can't be such a position. Um, I'm agnostic about that. Um, okay, so at the end of the day, what we need, um, Right. What we what we need is um, we need we need somehow right. We have, not like we have like we have an impossible thing. We need to come up with a case that works even according to the position that the egg mother is the mother, and we need and after we come up with a case, we need to say you know what and the beach world doesn't mean to exclude that case. How can we do that? That's really right. That seems really. Because if we want to have to look at Chila, we can't end up saying, oh yeah, we're passing against the Bechmol. Right? That's the that's hard. He's the only person I've ever discussed it. Okay, so I have a um, 
I have a theory. Um, first theory is that uh, everyone has gotten the Bishmol wrong. Uh, and everyone's gotten the Bishmol wrong. It seems to be obvious everyone has gotten the Bishmol wrong because how could the Bishmol be coming to exclude a case that takes all sorts of effort to develop without even telling you what he's talking about? It's an offhand line. Right? What? Right, you should explain. You said because you should go. Right, you're told what case he's talking about. So it seemed to me just, be just utterly, right, utterly impossible that that's the thing. So Rabbi Litke, I, I skipped that. Rabbi Litke says it's talking about, yeah, Rabbi Litke said right, it's talking about a case where the father is Jewish, right, and the mother still, right, still he doesn't have a solution to it at all. Um, so I don't think the bitch will be talking about the role. So here's my solution to the bitch mole. And probably everything else depends on this. So you have to decide if you can if it convinces you or not. What's the mission talking about? The mission is talking about a case of a ger and a giurit. Um, the mission is about a case of a ger and a giurit who are um, who marry each other. Right? There are no non-Jews in the mission at all. Remember that? Ger and a giurit who marry each other. Now I'll ask you a question, which I think should come with Allah. Right. So Gary and Gary marry each other, that's that's not good enough according to Rabbi Yaakov, right? But Sadach and Yisrael, if one of them is Yisrael, Rabbi Yaakov says that's fine, right? What happens if one of the parents is a Rasa Shalobik Dusha? Does that count as Sadach and Yisrael or not? As opposed to being part of Kahal Gerim. So that depends. If you think Harasa Shlobik Dusha generates, right, is a conversion, so then they're not. The, right, then having a parent who is, right, who is Harasa Shlobik Dusha would not be enough. If you think Harasa Shlobik Dusha works in a way without conversion, right, then it would be enough. So what's Mitchell talking about? He's not talking about, the, he's not talking about whether the child in question is a Rosh Hashanah. What he's talking about is when we say Tzad Echad B'Yisrael is sufficient, does the Tzad Echad B'Yisrael have to be a Rosh Hashanah or not? That's a real Shiloh. It doesn't require any kind of imagination. It's the question he should be asking. What's the definition of Yisrael for Tzad Echad B'Yisrael? If you look at the language of the Beit Shemul, um, so I think that you'll see that the simplest explanation of the Bishmol is, right, he's, what he first does is he, is he explains this case. And then he says at the end of it, right, it's even clearer, right, it's even clearer in, the, in the first edition, he puts in a comment about the second case. And really the right way to do it is, right, so what he's saying, that's ah, sorry. So what he's saying is, for the Tzad Echad Yisrael. So that to me seems to me, like when I, when I came up with this, it seemed to me like this was just so obviously shot in the Bishmol that it boggles the mind that nobody else thought of it. And if that's right, then there's no longer a Bishmol in the way. 
So I'm gonna stop for a moment. So right, because yeah, I, I put all my force behind this, right? Do you think I'm right or do you think I'm wrong? All right, you had long enough. <laughs> Anyone want to vote? It looks like you're not rejecting out of hand. That's all I can go for for now. <laughs> you tell me afterwards if you see any real reason to uh, one way or something, right? Uh, this, this to me, I, mean, I confess the one person I have said it to so far um, did not immediately jump up and down and say Hosanna. I was kind of astonished by it. I think he didn't really understand it. Uh, like I think like does it like for years I was really like what is the big people talking about? And it seems and yet. Nobody ever answered the question, what does Salah of Israel mean? So, okay, I put all the force I can behind that. Um, let's assume for now, and you'll write me afterwards if you think I'm wrong, that I have gotten rid of the Beit Okay, that was the big halachic obstacle in my way in terms of authority. Now the question is, with the Beit out of the way, can I in fact construct our case in such a way that the relationship with the father uh, the relationship with the father remains, so it is considered Sadechad Bistro, according to the position that the um, that the egg mother is the mother. Okay, so to do to go there, what we need to do is we need to think about what Rav Shimon says. Remember, yeah, I stop the show. Remember that we went through a We said Rav Shimon built this whole thing because what he said is that what breaks the relationship to the father is the birth from a Jewish mother. And we said is, aha, so that must mean that he thinks that the birth mother is the halachic mother. But now let's ask the question differently. Roshimah didn't really frame his argument that way entirely. Roshimah said is that the relationship between, that when we say, when we say that Gershon is Kikatan Shanoa dummy, um, that's one kind of thing. And then he says, but what, but what if we have, we're not talking about Gabrus, we're talking about uh, we're talking about the way in which parents' relationships are broken. So if the father, he said, is not Jewish, the reason the child is not is related to the mother and not the father is because Rahmana Akhtari Lazari. That doesn't work for Jews. So if the father is Jewish, but the mother is not. What breaks it is the pusk of kiyasir. Right, that was Rishimah's position, right? And then he said, so when does kiyasir come into play? It comes into play 
at the moment of birth. And so if the birth mother is Jewish, it shouldn't change anything. Suppose we hold that the mother, that the egg mother is the mother. When does Kiyasir come into play? Who says it comes into play at the moment, right? At the, at the, at the moment of fertilization. Maybe it still comes into play. Maybe the right, maybe that position is not connected. Maybe it still comes, right? Maybe it's a din in Kiyasir. Okay, so now let's try fairly. Can, can we, right? Let's look at, right? At least it's not obvious that it has to come in, right? That has to come into play at, right, at the, right, at the earliest possible moment. So let's see if we can play that out. Um, okay, so. Um, um, okay, so, right, so, right, what he did say was that birth from a Jewish mother obviously can't trigger Kiyasir. But that opens up the spaces that since in this case, the child is born from a Jewish mother. So if it turns out that Kiyasir only comes into play at some point after, right, at some point after implantation, then it won't ever come into play. I think that that much is that much is uh, that 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 much is uh, I think is follows. Okay, so but you say the old diagram. Where does Kiyasir apply? So here we have to let's let's start with a um, with a Kovet Aros. This is Rochan Wasserman quoting um, Rav Chaim Salvechik. So he deals with the question right. Our, we're going to go back to Arashi. Right, it's a non-Jewish woman who converts while while, while having twins. Um, right, so he says, "Hang on a sec," but how can that be? But they convert, right, because they need they need uh, circumcision afterwards, right? The Rabban explains the seder is not makiv. But hang on a sec, still they shouldn't be related to the mother because they're converts, right? Uh, so right, so right, so the the children, even Haras and Shlobidusha brothers, are born not Jewish and they convert. So they shouldn't be related to their mother. Right. So why are twin brothers born? Uh, why are twin brothers born? Um, related to each related to each other through the mother, they have to convert still. The Ishlamar, the Irish Nitzgara Iman Betoch Arboim Yom. The Akati Maya Be Almanism. The answer of Geras Bifne Atman Lukuli Alma. So Rechayim Solvechik holds that if the right, if the mother goes to mikveh in the first 40 days, then the kids were never not Jewish. What does that mean? It means that Kiyasir applies after 40 days. Now, in our case, the implantation happens before the fetus is developed to 40 days. So according to Rechayim's position, right, uh, which does not depend in any way on the egg mother, uh, right, on the birth mother being the mother. The Chayim says, whoever is the mother, it doesn't matter until day 40 in terms of Jewishness. So it seems to me that uh, that our case, 
is a case, uh, right, according to Rav Chaim, is a case of Sadech of Israel. Right, Now, it might not even be a case, according to Rav Chaim, of Harasa Shalobik Dusha, because it might be the whole deen of Harasa Shalobik Dusha, according to Rav Chaim, is only a din once you have Herayon, and Herayon only applies on day 40. So I might not even need my argument, right, getting rid of the Bishmol, right? So I can say, A, right, as long as, right, as, long as the, the implantation happens within 40 days, even, even if, right, so, so I could say, A, let's send the mother to Mikvah, and according to the position that holds that the mother is immersion works, so according to Chaim, it certainly works, Lechachila. But even if you hold like the position that say the immersion doesn't work, so what? You don't need the immersion. There's no din of kiyasir before day before day forty. And if the breach to the father's relationship is not a natural function of the conversion, but is a function of kiyasir, um, right? So that, right, so right, so then you what you have is a case of a of right. You have Rosil's case basically, right? You have Tzadech of Nisro. And who cares about Harasa Shalobik Dusha? And you can't say the late, right? And you can't say the late Dusta was Shalobik Dusha because, right, even though it wasn't Jewish, but you can't say the mother triggers anything. So I want to argue that, all right, that the, that, that if you use Rosh Hashanah's logic, uh, which I think is compelling logic, that what gener- what breaches the relationship with the father is the Xeris Akasa of Kiyasir. Which must be true because the Gemara needs a pasuk of kiasir to explain why there's right to explain why there's no relationship to the father. So then it turns out that um, so long as right, but in the case of a uh, of of surrogacy, uh, so long as the embryo is implanted before forty days of development, there's no issue at all. Now that issue about when the breach of the father relationship happens, there's another interesting way that people bring. The other interesting right that people bring is the um, is the is the Gemara Megillah says about uh, says about Esther right? Kain la'avaim v'mosa via v'imos. Why does it? Why do we have to say? Obviously, in la'avaim, her mother and father must have died. Shavuach says when her mother became pregnant, her father died, and when she gave birth, her mother died. Okay, so Rashi says v'shashinis abra ima meslavia nimsa shelohayel av mishashinira likrosa av. So that suggests that fatherhood begins earlier than motherhood. The question is, how early does fatherhood um, start? Some people use that, right? I think Roshim uses that to prove that father, right, that fatherhood begins earlier than motherhood. So even if you hold, right, the birth motherhood creates motherhood, but fatherhood starts earlier. I want to point out that actually Rashi is a really interesting language, right? If Rashi says, even though he could have just said, Nimsa av mishas shnit abra, now that's a weird language. What does he use this language? Really weird. Except that if you know, there's a Gemara in um, there's a Gemara in uh, Sanhedrin which says about the Ben Soramora, Ben Loharoy Likroso Av. So it seems to me really clear that this language of Rashi here is a reference to this language, right, to this language of the Gemara. And so, really, you have two possible dates before, at least before the uh, before the um, 
before the moment where the uh, before the, before the moment uh, before the moment of birth where kiyasir might apply. One of them is ninety days, which is a rule by Ben Suramura, which seems to be what Rashi is saying here. Right, um, right. The other, right. The other, the other is forty days, which is Maya the Alma, which is what the Tosas Chadmi Kamoy that also paskins also paskins that way. Um, and the right, and then right, right. So at least two other two other dates. So it seems to me right that we that we can construct the position right. We can construct a um, our case pretty easily as a case in which it's Sadechad Nisrael Lechol Hadeos. And there's no bitch wall against saying that, that case is she's Mutarat Lakuna. Now we could go. Um, okay, so let's right. Let's say that I'm wrong. Let's say that you know what, Mishas Zria. That's when you kiosk your replies. Okay, so right, so I can't get it. I can't get out of it. Right, I can't get out of it that way. And Mishas Zria is a really interesting word because Mishas Zria, remember, is the language that Rabbi Yossi used. Rabbi Yossi says, right, Mishan Isra will be Yisrael. When is Zria? So let's think about it in terms of Echus Shabbos. Right. When, when, what, what is Zria? If I take a, if I take a, you know, the, the sperm, whatever you call it, from the, uh, right, from, I never remember which is which, which is the stamen, the stamen is male, right? I take the pollen from the stamen. And I put it on a pistol. Am I chayef as a ray on Shabbos? No. That's not what Zerayan Shabbos means. Zerayan Shabbos means taking a fertilized seed and putting it in the ground. So when is Shasriya for right for our purposes? If the analogy works, and this is true of Shemitah also, and those are the cases where Zerayan it matters lahalacha. And Kilayim. Right? Zria is when you take a fertilized seed and you put it where it's going to grow. Right? Which going back to our earlier sugya, which is Revise. Right? There was a very first sugya, right? By Gerkatan, right? And you write, where is the place where a where an embryo grows inside a woman's body? So I want to argue that certainly Kiyasir doesn't apply before Shas Zria. And even if you think Kiyasir would theoretically apply. But the whole requirement is Shinizru be Israel, and where is this child implanted? In Israel. Okay, so that's my right. That's my right. That's my my whole argument. What I want to say is right. You know, that you, in order to get to the, um, in order to the get to, to get to the result we need. Can I ask a question? Yes, go ahead. Does the argument you just made have any influence on who is the mother then, whether it's the birth mother or the egg mother? No. Like, are you redefining hope? Are you redefining kind of the moment, the important moment as being the moment of implantation? And in that case, the egg donor doesn't matter anymore and only the birth mother. No, that matters. wouldn't work, right? Because then, then, then my whole then my whole my whole point is I need something, I need to work according to the position that says, right, that says the egg mother is the mother. But I'm wondering whether your argument forces you into a position where you think that the birth mother is the mother. I'm wondering whether you're shooting yourself in the leg. I don't think so, because just like just like Rechaim Solovatrix says. In the first 40 days, right, the mother has no, has, has no influence, but yet, right, the genetic material comes from all the way back then, right? Mm-hmm. Right, so this it doesn't have the, the fetus, at the moment it comes into existence, has history. Mm-hmm. 
right? That doesn't right. So that I don't think that's true, right? I think that you know that we can we can say that things only come into existence existence as significant at a certain point, but when they come into existence, they have histories. So I don't I don't I don't think it compels me to do that. It's a good question. Okay. I don't think it compels me to do that, um, right? So that's my, so the end of that. The argument is to get what we need to do is we need to say in order to, in order to get this case done in particular, we need to say a the Beit is not against it, but there is such a case. So the Beit is not against it because the Beit is about something entirely different, right? There is right there, right? Rechaim Salvechik says there is such a case. Says there is such a case. Rishon Shkup says there is such a case. We're going to leave Rebbe out of it, uh, right? Rechaim Salvechik and Rishon Ozil's um, cases, whether you right, um, Rechaim Salvechik, you have to accept his argument. Rishon Shkup, whether or not you accept his argument end up applying, right, their construction of the case applies perfectly well to our case. And the only thing is Rishim Shkup's specific argument only works according to the position that the um, that the birth mother is the mother, but um, but his argument about Kiyasir can apply both ways. And it seems to me that once you acknowledge his argument that you need to bring Kiyasir into effect uh, in order to break the relationship to the father, uh, and that Something that happens inside a Jew can't cause that, right? So then you end up saying that whatever, whenever the moment is, the moment is after the uh, right is the moment can't be before implantation. An implantation happens in a Jew here, birth, whatever it is, it happens in a Jew. Um, so the only thing left is to say, right, is to go back to the Gemara and say, is it obvious that um, that Rabbi Yosef ben Yaakov thinks that Tzadachat Bisrael? Works even with Harasa Shlobiktusha. So my answer to that is, uh, I think so. Uh, I think so. I think the Rebbe Yaakov only gets one criteria. Um, and if you're going to end up, um, if you end up saying, so what about, uh, what about, um, what about Rabbi So the two ways out of it. One way is to say, no, I think that there's no reason not to read the Gemara as saying that everybody that they're sequential, and everybody agrees that Tzad Echad Nisrael satisfies the requirement of Harasa Biktusha. And that's one way to do it. The other way to do it is to say that this is a case, this is not a case of Harasa Shalobik Dusha, because when is Herayon? According to Chaim Salvechik, Herayon takes place on day 40. Right? So even if we think that, in principle, Rabbi Yossi thinks that, the, that you require Harasa Shalobik Dusha even with Tzadach and Yisrael, but according to Rafael, it's pretty clear that Herayon takes place on day 40. Maybe Herayon really only takes place on day 90 for our purposes. So I think it works it works, it works anyway. So that's my that, that's my chiva, right? My claim is that um right, thing right is that right it's clear that there are right, there are models of such cases, right, which are Rashi, Roshimon, and uh right, really put it all together, Ravazil, Rashi, Roshimon, and Rafael. They all construct cases. Where the relationship with the father is not broken, even though the fetus begins, even though the fetus begins its existence as, right, as, not, as not Jewish, that uh, all of those cases basically, uh, right, all those models basically apply to our case, with the addition of saying that the real basis of Roshiman's position is when Kiyasir applies, um, that that should work according to Rabbi Yaakov um, and and Rabbi Yossi, Especially if you if you think that Harasa applies later, but even but even if you think it doesn't, that the simplest chat of the Gemara of the Shidas Tanaim is that everybody agrees with that Tzedakah Bistro is kosher, even with Harasa Shlomik Tirta. 
And therefore, at least when we look at all this against the background of, right, well, first of all, there's a topic about whether the, about who the mother is and maybe the kid was Jewish all along, um, right? And all the other, and all, right, and all the other ways to make this only a makhluk is about whether it works with the But anyway, uh, it seems to me this should be enough for Hedjoka. Um, okay, but I think, you know, the, it depends on, you have to buy the visual, uh, right? I think that was the, uh, that was the, and you also, I guess the two things that really you have to test, the test are do you buy the Bishmol? Do you buy Rashima's argument that in order to break the relationship with the father, you need Kiyasir, and the Kiyasir comes into point, uh, into effect at a time. And it's not just an automatic thing. And at that time, we see from Rashi is later than, or for all the cases, is, late, is, um, is later than the than the time for the, uh, for the getting rid of the, of the non Jewish father. And we see that from all the cases of Yubim, where it seems the relationship with the father is divided. Provides uh, relation with the mother, right? Uh, in all those cases. Okay. Uh, question. <laughs> all right. Yes. Do you have any? Yeah. Do you have any hesitation about about basing big parts of your argument on Kovit Taros and Chidushar Shemishkap as opposed to like more? Because those are. Those are like lambdas svarim. Does that is there any hesitation on basing this on that? Yeah. So the answer is, but I, I read Rabbi Litsky's Truvo and other Truvo, and I found other the, the, the halachic. Part of the challenge is there is no halachic literature about the case. It can't because it didn't exist, right? So that's one, right? So the only way to resolve the case is lambdashli. Right. So in a sense, I'm better off handling it lambdashli because a lambdash case at least encounters the possibility, whereas a prior psak is just going to be right. It's just it's going to be implicating conceptual things they may never have thought about, right? Which is the problem with the reading of Shmuel that way. So, a, I think that in a new case, you may, right, it matters a lot less, which because it's never been discussed, um, right? And um, and b, I think I have I looked at the way other people are doing it, and right, and the rechaim is taken as uh in lots of other places, right? People people quote people quote that as real. Um, and I think also think that his argument makes sense. Right? That, that nobody ever thought, right? Is there any discussion prior about when KSC replies? No. Oh well. Right? No one ever thought about the question because it never existed before. Uh, right? Because you couldn't come up with a case where, right, where it didn't, unless you say, right, except in the except if Rashi thought of it in the case, right, um, in the case of Gibum for Russell Victor, right? And the only person who talked about it explicitly is Rashi. And Rashi goes his way. That doesn't bother me so much. No. But it's the right question. Um, it's the right question, right? I think. But the is just asking that question about uh, using quotes from the Rav and about thanks, using stories about the Rav and, uh, and other you know about Thanksgiving as opposed to Psak. Um, so also an interesting question. Right? I thought they're also Thanksgiving, you know, like Mice Rav, but this is not Mice. This is Lambdas, you're right. But I, but I think the answer is hey, it, there's nothing even do with Lambdas because it's a new case. Uh, right, the only way I could apply it past Sakim is through Lundus. Um, okay, thank you, everyone. Um, note that the, the that the application for SBM twenty twenty two is up, and uh, it's been two years since we had a real pipeline. Um, so I desperately need help. Everybody you can think of, and every friend you can think of, um, please send. Um, 
And I'll ask, like, I'm, I'm hoping this was fun. I'm hoping that setting out that the, uh, that if I can construct the material for the book, which I really need to put out, that the sure will be fun in a different, not, probably not as, as uh, you know, as, um, as uh, with the intellectual razzle-dazzle the way Rosabolevsky talks about it. Um, but hopefully, you know, you know, as, as important and as cool. So I hope that if we, if I actually set dates that people will want to come uh, and you, Really much better for me live than on tape. Uh, so I hope that you'll that if we set that out, that we can have a regular group for doing that. Uh, and thank you. Now I need to go write the article, and uh, we'll see if it, we'll see if it flies. And if you think of other places where you think it could be strengthened, or places which could be weakened, where you don't understand where it follows, uh, please send it to me because I, I do. You know, the, the, you know, the stakes are high in this one. There, there's a real person who's going to be bored, <laughs> God willing, uh, you know, in the not terribly distant future, um, right? Who you know. Is, Hopefully, we'll be able to run her life based on this, uh, based on this shiva. And I'll feel really awful if she can't, because I said she would be able to. Uh, so, uh, so please, please make it as strong as it could. Okay. Uh, does anybody have any objection if I end if this if this shear ends up public somewhere? Okay. So I will think about whether how to use it or not, or whether I need to redo it. Uh, thank you all. Wonderful to learn with you. Good to see people come out of the woodwork. <laughs> Uh, please don't be strangers uh, uh, in other ways. And I will look forward to being in touch soon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you.